0: Hello and welcome to another fantastic episode of Unstoppable Rise, a resource that helps motivated individuals press on towards the mark of self-actualization using a combination of old school wisdom and new breed tactics to help achieve this end. My name is Sim and in this episode we're going to be talking about some things to consider in your 20s. So when it comes to living your 20s in a quote-unquote right way, this is a question that people ask a lot. And that question usually comes in the form of what should I be doing in my 20s or what can I do in my 20s to make my 30s fill in the blank? Um, so I've been asked this by people I know personally, uh, some of my family members, my cousins and so-and-so were younger than me and online. And this is also a question that people ask on Quora a lot. If you heard about the website Quora, people ask a lot of questions and people give their answers and I see that question come up a lot in a lot of different forms and just in general on the internet and in life in general. So I don't have a truly objective answer to this question. I don't think anyone does. I don't think this question is really possible to really answer without some form of subjectivity. So I'll just be answering this from my personal point of view, and I mean, I'm still in my 20s, although I'm at the latter end of it, but the life I lived when I was 20 years old and the life I live now is almost indistinguishable, and the following discussion you may think is irrelevant to you, or you just may want to just disregard it, so uh, that's up to you. Um, Anything I talk about, you know, I can just offer my personal and subjective opinion. Opinions on it. Um, so just take this again as one of those opinions with a pinch of salt. And I'll just be sharing my experiences on what I've seen work for me and the people around me. So there's that. Uh, to begin, I think it's worth clearing the air on this. And when this question of how should you spend your 20s is asked, people usually want specifics so like what exactly should I be doing in my 20s specifics like you should be living here, you should be working at this, you should be doing this, spending your money in this way, et cetera, et cetera. Like for example, uh, yeah, you should be living in New York city, working at a startup, going through the grind, etc., etc., etc. And the problem is with that, with that type of answering and thinking is the, spe- the specifics really can't hit everyone. Everyone has different life circumstances and different things they need or want in their life. And, yeah, you can't really go on specifics in terms of that. So you could just end the topic here and just say, hey, I can't give you specifics and leave it at that. Um, But I think we can go so much deeper. So for this, you don't really want to ask what. You want to ask how. Because what implies specifics? How implies a big picture overview like philosophies and mindsets? And when it comes to philosophies and mindsets, I'm all about those. I do believe that, yes, there are some philosophies and mindsets that can help you out tremendously in your 20s and your life in general. And personally, I don't really think that you should be doing different things in your 20s compared to your 30s or in your 40s. But the 20s do offer unique opportunities in life, which I'll get into. But without delay, let's jump into the first thing. Consider when it comes to how should you spend your 20s? Now, when it comes to the first thing, I would say, is to build. And if you've been following Unstoppable Rise for some time, you know how big I am on foundations. And you wouldn't build a house on a bad foundation, so why should you do the same with your life? And arguably, if all you do in your 20s is build a foundation, then you've done a lot well. So basically, this means doing things. This building foundation process means just doing things. And usually, quite a bit of things. Depending on what you want to do, you'll need to put in more effort, and depending on who you are or where you are in life, you have to put in quite a bit of effort. If you think about it, like right at the start of your 20s, at least for most of us, we don't really have anything of our own. The house you're living in isn't yours, it's your parents. The education you got or are getting, you know, they paid for it, or you used student loans, and if you're not working, they're probably giving you some form of money, maybe, And all these other things. So you don't really have anything of your own that you can call, this is mine. This is what I've done from my own effort. And now it's time for you to make your mark. It's time for you to make your line in the sand as an autonomous individual, autonomous individual, as an autonomous man. And if you're listening to this, I'm willing to bet that you're not the kid of a billionaire waiting for them to kick the bucket so you can just cash out, right? So that means you'll need to work and you'll have to acquire. So what do you have to acquire? Well, I'd say money, knowledge, and experience. Money because you need money to do things. Knowledge because you need to know what to do. And experience because you need to know how to do things right. So money, knowledge, and experience. So for me, I remember the day I graduated college. I think everyone does, but I remember that day. And this was seven years ago. And the funny thing is, it doesn't really sink in until you graduate. You always think that, oh, I'm going to be graduating, it's going to be coming up, and blah, 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 blah. But it doesn't really hit you, at least for me, it doesn't really hit you until you graduate, until you're like, yeah, this is it. Because you spent all of your life up to that point going to school and pretty much having your life directed by someone else that when you wake up the next day, you're just like, holy shit, this is it. It's go time. It's really go time. But I remember the day after my college graduation, I knew I had to acquire resources. I knew that no one was coming to save me. I knew that, you know, I had to pick myself up pretty much and just get going. So I had very little money. I had virtually no experience in my chosen field or my major, but I knew I had to acquire knowledge. So that's where I started. I just started looking things up. That helped me get going and get my life started. And one of my good friends was the same way. We both knew that we both need to become better than what we were. So we set about doing that in a certain way. But the problem was, we were both r- really stupid then. Like, I knew I knew I was stupid. But until you progress and look back at that area of your life, you're like, holy shit, I knew nothing. Um, but at that time, we were just very fast and loose. There was virtually no system to, there was no method to the madness. There was no consistency. Um, But I was very disciplined. I'll say that. I knew what needed to be done, but I just wasn't consistent. I didn't follow through on a lot of the things that I knew need to be done. Therefore, a lot of my results I got were pretty haphazard. And we both had goals, but since there was no consistency, the road to those goals was very unclear. And I set my first real set of goals in December of 2012. I didn't really achieve most of them until 2014 when most of them could have been cleared in 2013 easily. So unfortunately, I just wasted a lot of time, right? Um, Lots of one step forward and two step types back type thing. And eventually, I did get into a groove for productivity and getting things done. So it was off to the races. But again... Time, once wasted, is not coming back. But for you, I'd say whatever you do, don't let up. Uh, Keep applying the pressure. If you're trying to learn something new, get into a hobby, or become more valuable at your career, keep pressing, keep learning, keep doing, keep experimenting. And that's how expertise is built. You got all these people out here looking for magic bullets, but there's no shortcut to success. And by trying to find one, all you do is waste time. And sure, you can cut down wasted time by quote-unquote working smarter, but pretty much you'll just have to work at the end of the day. And all the people I knew who tried to work smarter didn't really get the results thereafter. They, They just didn't get them. And right now, some of you guys listening to this are unemployed. Either you got laid off or you just graduated from college and, surprise, we're in a recession and the jobs out there don't want you, um... But if that's the case, I would say use this time to learn things while planning your next move. That's what I did when I was trying to find a job after college. I just dug deep and started to acquire knowledge and find ways to apply that knowledge in a systematic manner. The answer to the rhetorical question, how was Rome built, is brick by brick. It wasn't built in a day, but they were laying bricks every hour. So I do think it is important to do things. Because if you don't, then who will? So that's the first one build and keep building. The second one I would say would be to expand. Your 20s are a really expansive period of time. You're now your own person. And that means, again, it's up for you to do things. No one's going to come and deliver a well-paying job or an awesome girlfriend to your doorstep in most cases. Um, You need to go out in the world and get these. And that means interacting with the world. That means putting yourself out there. That means expanding. So up until this point, you've basically had reality dictated to you by other people. Teachers told you what is and isn't possible. Parents telling you how life is so-and-so and and -and so-and-so is impossible. Friends putting you in a box, people putting you in a box, people categorizing you, blah, blah, blah. So your job is really to go out and test these assumptions and categorizations and see if they're really legit. And when you go out into the world and start trying things, you realize, hmm, Actually, what I was told isn't how life works, or, hmm, maybe I'm not what my friend said I was, or maybe it would be, hmm, so mom and dad were right about so-and-so. You see what I mean? This is the experiential part. You start trying things, you learn lessons, you start building a mental model for how life works, and you won't build a 100% foolproof, accurate description of how life is, but you can gain a wealth of experience in such a way that you get to move through the world easily and effectively in a variety of situations. And that's the problem with quote-unquote adulting. And I hate that word, <laughs> but that's, that's the problem with it. Um, it takes time to gain experience and reformulate that experience into something that makes sense. So that's the beginning of wisdom, taking things that happen in life and making a good philosophy for life from them. So for me I tried a lot of different things and I mean a lot of things and while I don't regret trying things I do regret not drilling down on relevant things sooner because basically when I found a lane that could 10x my life I didn't go all in and try to master that I just kind of sort of got good at it until I realized later on that yeah this is an area that will make a massive difference in my life if I got good at it but again that was something I could have done sooner rather than later. So that's the one downside I'd say about expansion is you risk dabbling a lot. You can dabble, um, I did, but eventually you need to start honing in on something and focusing on it. You'd start to do this in college. For example, like you pick a major, a specialization, and you start focusing on developing expertise in it. Because, to be honest, there's just not enough time for you to do everything and get good at everything. And sure, you can get good at a lot of things, but not everything. And I knew a few people who dabbled way too much during this period, and they just now have a whole bunch of half-formed skills. So they don't really have anything they can point to and say, this is my effort for the last five, six, seven, eight years. And that sucks, right? So if you don't want that to happen to you, pay attention to that one. Expand, experiment, but then also hone in and focus. The third one I would say is to Accumulate. And I actually want to follow this line of thinking from the last one of expansion. So you've expanded, you've tried things, you've seen that there are certain things you like doing or that make a big difference in your life. And now you want to focus on accumulating small advantages, small victories in those. And I'm talking about tiny, almost to the point of invisible. And why tiny? Because to be honest, tiny is doable. Anybody can do tiny. It's repeatable. And best of all, tiny stacks to create something bigger. So there's this mindset that a lot of people have, which is go big or go home. And while I do agree with that to some degree, it just isn't a good strategy for long-term progress because in order to go big, you need something you can go big from. You need a base. So here's an easy example, lifting weights. Uh, So fitness. So let's take someone who's never trained before, barely lift weights, taking all the other factors out. Let's say this person has proper form, good sleep, good diet. All those things are handled. All we're focusing on is pure weight lifted over time. All right. So when it comes to any exercise, like let's take uh, squats. Um, you ask somebody, do you think you can squat five pounds more than what you squatted last week? Uh, so let's say you can squat a standard size Olympic bar, which is 45 pounds. You squat that for one rep, just one rep. Do you think you can do that? Most would say, yeah, I could. That's That's so easy, bro. Okay, do you think you could come back the next week and squat 50 pounds for one rep? And the answer would be, yeah, who do you think I am? And the answer, of course, would be yes. So do you think you could do that next week and the next week and next week, adding five pounds each time? And the answer, of course, would probably be yes. So there's four weeks in a month. If you squat five pounds more each week, that would be an increase of 20 pounds in a month. So from 45, you're now squatting 65 pounds at the end of the month. Okay, There were 12 months in a year. Now, here's the big question. Do you think you could repeat that the next month and the next and the next? If you could, you'd be squatting 285 pounds for one rep at the end of your first year. Can most of your p- friends squat 285 pounds? I don't know. Then the next year, if you didn't hit any plateaus, you would be squatting over 500 pounds for your one rep max, easily making you stronger than a large majority of the population. Um, So what about reading? Do you think you could read 10 pages of a book in your field a day? Sure, anybody could do that. If you're able to do that over the course of 365 days, that's 3,650 pages that you'd read in a year. That's easily at least 10 solid books in that area. And that's just in one area. So that's how tiny gains over time consistently done lead to massive results. So you don't discount tiny. And this is why I didn't freak out when I was like, Oh my god, I'm so behind in so and so area when I was just out of college, because there are just a lot of things that I was extraordinarily good at. But there was a lot of other things that I was not good at. And I had to make up the deficit in those. Because I knew, given that time and space, I'd be able to catch up and even surpass some people who have been doing it for quote-unquote years. Because I was willing to be consistent and put in the deliberate effort, deliberate practice for that. Because it doesn't really matter what you do today. It only matters what you do over time. Because anybody can be great today. Anybody can show up today. But how is this in the long run? Are you going to show up in the long run? And I'll also say this. Two years You only need two years to make lots of gains in any given area, and you can become better than a large majority of people in any given area after two years of consistent, focused activity. You're not going to become a master. That's a completely different issue, and that's a completely different process, but you know enough to have a competent conversation with others who are also practitioners in that area. And this is what I did with my career. This is what I did with the gym. This is what I did with Unstoppable Rise. This is what I did with public speaking. This is what I did with so many different things. I just added up the pieces over time. And then over time, they became something that I can point to and say that here's my effort from the past two years. And this is why I said in the last episode that self-development should be your primary aim in life, especially when you're young, because you're building up that base. So accumulation, important piece of the puzzle. So the next one would be to contextualize. And contextualization is pretty much putting everything that's happening around you into context, easily said. And this is especially the context of your goals and what you want to achieve in your life. And if you're trying to do this and you don't have goals, then this just isn't going to work. But if you do have goals, you measure your actions against those goals. Now, most things you do in life will fail or fall short. And in some things, there will be massive failure, Especially the bigger you want to go, the more massive you're going to fail. And that's what we do after action review and personal strategic planning, two elements of this contextualization process. So after action review is exactly what it sounds like. After a certain event or a certain thing or a certain day or whatever, you ask yourself critical questions like, what did I learn? What could I have done better in that situation? How could this situation have gone better if I put in Uh, this variable, like if I showed up earlier, or if I put in more effort, or if I studied more about this beforehand. So I would write stuff like this down in a journal and just reflect on it later so I can adjust and so it doesn't have it again. And then the next one is obviously personal strategic planning. So every year or so, a company does a strategic planning session. This focuses on advantages, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats that the company has in comparison to its competitive marketplace. This is known as a SWOT analysis. Some of you guys are familiar with this. So in personal strategic planning, you do your own SWOT analysis. You take a full inventory of your life and you ask yourself, where are you right now? What are you doing for work? Where are you living? What are your finances like? How's your relationships like? How's your health like? Um, All these things. And then you measure that against your goals and your idealized self and where you want to be. And the gap between where you are right now and who you want to be is filled with systemic systematic action. This is purely objective. There's no room for sentimentality here. And you ask yourself, are you a growing asset? Are you someone who is constantly giving more value to others? Are you becoming more effective year after year? So I did my first personal strategic planning in September of 2013, and I'll never forget it. It just brought a level of clarity to my life that I didn't have to that point before. And at the end of it, I just knew that I wanted to be in a different place by this time next year, by September 2014. And I knew that where I currently was, was unacceptable. And September 2014 rolled around and I was in a different place because I had that personal strategic plan to refer to. And I had the actions I could measure against because my actions that I took before led me to that place that I was in 2013. And if I want to be in a different place, I'd have to take different actions. And there's a lot of people who are much better at this than me. People who do this professionally for, you know, their business or they do this for corporations or whatever. And there are just some people who are just like psychic. And they're able not only to predict what will happen to them, but they'll also pretty able to predict the ways and means that will get there. It's incredible. It's like they have precognition. And this may sound, whoa, man, that's pretty hardcore. But I'd say these are the things you need to do if you want to live with some degree of precision. Because without contextualization, things just happen to you, and that's that. There's no question if you want this or that as part of your life. There's no reorienting towards something. It's just Boom. Things happen and you freak out and you panic. Even worse, you get tossed around like a bottle in the ocean and you're just at the mercy of life. Lots of people just live life by the seat of their pants and wonder why shit just isn't working out. And I know that life is unpredictable. I know that things happen. I think we all know that at this point. But me, personally, I'll try to control as much of it as I can. And there's a lot of it that is under your direct control. But you only get that direct control by contextualizing your life. So that's the fourth one, contextualization. And the fifth one I would say is to enjoy. I do think that you should enjoy your 20s. I do think it is a unique time because you have less responsibilities and every year as you grow older, you're going to have more and more responsibilities. So I do think you should take advantage of that. And coming with this, I do think that there is a heavy social element to your 20s, but not right now because we're in the middle of a pandemic. But ordinarily, much of your 20s will be or should be spent in a social manner. And I remember in my early 20s, every weekend, every single weekend, there was something going on. When I was 20 and 21 in college, my friends and I were always doing something. There was always something going on. And when I went to England in 2014, which was during the World Cup, it was just great. It was awesome. Even though my pockets were empty, I still had a great time. In 2015, there was more traveling, and in 2016, uh, there was just a lot of partying, especially during the summer. I went to go see a buddy in New York one weekend, the next there was a graduation party, then the next there was a birthday party, and the next there was some other uh, luau or some other party. It was just one event after the next, after the next, after the next. There was always some type of social movement going on, and it was just so much that I had to cut it off because I needed the weekends to focus on projects that I didn't have time for during the week because I was working so much. So this goes along with the expansion portion. I think it is important to get out there and meet people because, I mean, that's how your world becomes much larger. And that's how these people enter in your, into your conscious awareness. You weren't aware of them before. Now you met them and now you realize that they exist as a person. So I do think it's important to get out there and be social as you, if you can. So there's that one. Enjoy. So the last and the sixth one, I would say, is to appreciate. So I think your 20s, especially your later 20s, gives you more emotional hardware to appreciate life. Obviously, because your brain has developed more so. Your brain doesn't really finish developing until you're 25, later 20s, and then you can process things so much better. And also because you have more experience, you're able to, again, contextualize your life and compare that to different things. And you appreciate your life, the life of your family, your friends, and you're just really thankful for the time you have to do things with other people. And I think everyone gets a taste of this, but I've definitely gotten a taste of this uh, because I've had a few family members, even friends, pass away in the past couple of years. And I'm able to realize when they were here and realize when they're not here. And then you just compare that and you're just like, wow, you know, time passes things change. For example, when I went back to London in 2014, I saw my aunt, So my grandmother's cousin, and we celebrated her 80th birthday with a massive celebration. It was great. And obviously 80 was old, but she was still up and active. And unfortunately she passed away earlier this year and it wasn't from COVID, but it was from other complications. Um, So 2014 was the last time I saw her and I fully appreciated that even though I was broke I still appreciate that I was able to go across the pond and still go over there and still participate in that even when I didn't really have the financial means I wasn't quote-unquote ready and I could have made that excuse like well you know I don't have the money I don't have this that and the other instead of just going over there and saying that you know we'll figure it out later but Money you can always get back, and but time with people you can't. So I think this is something everyone can relate to because as time passes, you see your parents growing older, your friends moving on with their lives, and it's just so easy to let relationships slip as you attempt to build, accumulate, and create your life and do things. But I'd advise you to carve some time out and carve some things out to make relationships uh, an important priority because people are important because, I mean, We live life with and through other people. And we may be born alone and die alone, but we live along men. Um, So I'd advise you to foster your relationships because those relationships do matter. And take advantage of the times you have with the people in your life and don't regret anything. So that's about it. Six answers to the question, how should you spend your 20s? And this was... Again, somewhat subjective, but I hope you'll be able to get some type of uh, pearl of understanding from this and be able to formulate your own answer to this. And um, I hope you like this. And if you did, please head on over to www.unstoppablerise.com for more things like this. I write about topics at the corner of self-development, psychology, and productivity with a masculine slant on the attempt to help you live a more self-actualized existence. So that's it for me. And until next time, of course, keep building. Peace. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in and listening in. I truly appreciate your support and your attention. It means a lot. If you like this content, go ahead and like the content. Go ahead and share the content with at least two other people you think would benefit. It doesn't hurt to spread the good stuff around, right? And if you're listening in on iTunes, go ahead and rate the show with a honest rating this will definitely help the show grow and i truly appreciate your feedback so until next time stay good take care of yourself take care of other people and peace